Welcome to Strengthen, a podcast dedicated to inspiring you to become your strongest self. I am your host, Gabby Barreto, a registered dietitian and personal trainer with the mission of empowering you to become the best version of yourself yet. So let's get stronger together. Hey guys, and welcome back to Strengthen. Welcome to episode five. I'm super excited for today's episode. I have one of my good friends, Diana, a fellow trainer friend of mine. Um, You'll listen how we met, but I really admire her and her attention to detail in her training style, which I love so much. And I'm so excited for you guys to get to know more about her. And please excuse my voice in this little intro here. I've been struggling with a sinus infection over the past couple of days. And so just bear with me as I go through my little tips of the week. And so for my tips of the week, I am going to kind of combine my strength and, and nutrition tip and really talk about fear. And so I like to look at fear and break down the word fear into some acronyms. And so I am going to curse. So if you don't like curses, just plug your ears for a moment. And so there's a couple of different ways that we can look at fear. We can look at fear as fuck everything and run. We can look at fear as face everything and recover or rebuild. We can also look at fear as false evidence appearing real. And in my world and in my life, that last one, false evidence appearing real, has really, really resonated with a lot of the fears that I've had in life around food. And a lot of the work I do, especially with fear around food, can totally be applied to other facets in your life. And it's so interesting when I'm talking with my clients, they're like, I can really apply so much of this improving your relationship with food to other areas of my life. And it really is such an amazing thing to work through your fears and really start living. So fear I talk about often and I don't think we talk about it enough. I think we don't acknowledge it actually enough but our fears are real and fears are a part of everyday life and the great news is is that we do not need to let fear rule us around. Hello guys and welcome back to Strengthen Today. I have Diana Falzerano, is that how I say your name? Yes. Okay, yes. I forgot to ask before, but um, I she is a personal trainer and lives down in Long Beach, really like three blocks away from me, maybe four blocks, and I met her at a fitness conference in Philadelphia, so yes. go figure, yeah. we were like very close to each other, but I met her in Philadelphia at a fitness conference, and we ended up talking and just becoming close within that fitness world, and it's really important in this fitness world, at least for me, to keep people with like similar just ideologies and that are well-educated and really know their stuff. And my sister really loves you. And I I will admit, I've never taken your class. I've subbed for you. (laughs) But I've never taken your class. So I definitely need to one day when I'm not teaching and burnt out. Um, But let's go ahead. I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us about you, your credentials, where you came from. Okay. Um, Well, yes. I'm Ben Falzerano, as you said. And I'm an instructor and a personal trainer. 
So right now I teach at Core & Co. Legree in Rockville Center, which is a Megaformer studio. And then cool. I teach at Pure Bar in Manhasset. Even though I live in Long Beach, I do go all the way to the North Shore, which is great. <laughs> um, and then personal training-wise, so then I have... I never worked at a big box gym when it came to training. I just always did my own thing. I got my certifications, and then it was kind of word of mouth. And right away, I specialized in in-home training. So a lot of people would pass their clients to me. Like, they couldn't take it on their schedule, like right. we were just discussing. Um, and personal training-wise, I'm a certified personal trainer through NCSF. I'm a certified functional strength coach. That's where we met through yep. Mike Boyle's program. And then I'm a pre and postnatal training specialist. And then also I'm certified in TRX, Legree, Matt Pilates, and then Pure Bar. Anything else? Nothing, nothing, not yet. CPR, but that's it. <laughs> CPR, that's it. Nothing else. It's so yeah. funny. I'm, you know, you mentioned like you didn't train in a traditional box gym, yeah. and I did, and I. It was horrible. I hated the experience of like just standing on the gym floor and like going up to people like, do you want me to show you a 10 minute core workout? Like yeah. I absolutely hated that. So like, thank God you had to, you got to like skip and bypass mm -hmm. all of that. But you mentioned, so this is a big reason why I really, really admire you and your skill set. It's oh, just like, you. I really find that I've gone to so many trainings that I really feel like every time I go to a new training, I just really just pick up so much more knowledge and just look at things differently. Out of all your certifications, what, what do you feel was most profound to you or really stood out to you? I think the CFSC one was me too. definitely a game changer for me. Right. Because... When I was going through my own training, like growing up, I went through, I went to acceleration sports training, which was like a specific athlete training mm -hmm. out in Deer Park. And at that time I wasn't working in fitness. I was actually mm -hmm. working in the city. And so when I went to the CFSC, I feel like a lot of what I did then as a client was what I learned then through that training. And then that's when I was really introduced to much more of, like, the functional training. Right. And I was working at a TRX studio at the time where we also had, like, a functional training class. And TRX is based on, like, the squat, lunge, push, pull. But I feel like when I went there is when it, I really saw it put into action. Like, my personal training was amazing and CSF was great. But I cited myself in a book. And then I right. just went to a testing center and took a test. Same. So it was very, like... Okay, now I just have to like figure out how to do this. Whereas the CFSC, I am such an in-person learner. Me like too. Tactile. So we had to watch all those videos and go there and do it and then take the test. And then like given that huge programming sheet, that was, that definitely com completely changed my confidence also in writing right. programs and being a trainer and, and all that stuff. I agree with you 100%. I always say that was like the pivotal point in like my training. Mm -hmm career is that that certification so if anyone's listening and you're a trainer certified functional strength coach the certification from mike boyle was yeah. probably the, i think we can agree it was probably the best one so you mentioned that you weren't originally in fitness so right. what were you doing before that um so i went to school and I, I, I jumped around a few colleges. First I was at Cortland, then I was at Plattsburgh. That right. was my main school, Plattsburgh. And then I actually, at first I was in for teaching, and then my senior year of college, I was like, mm, I don't want to be a teacher. I want to work in PR. So I switched my major again, and I came home and finished up. And I just wanted to be in fashion PR. That was like, I don't know, my dream to kind of work in that. And at this time, 
I graduated 2012, 2013 from college. Young in, you young in. I was like 2008, 2009. School in 2007. Okay. I could do the math, but whatever. 2012, 2013. I was kind of in like the five year, five year track. But it was hard to find PR, and you Mm -hmm. don't get paid very well. I was like interning for free, going to the city, all this stuff. So this is when social media was just starting up. So my cousin, I believe, was interning at this company and. Like a month after graduating, I got hired as a social media manager, which at that time it was a startup. So it was already me, the owner and one other girl. And that was when, like it wasn't influencers. It was when bloggers were like bloggers. Right. And you were selling the product, you were doing events. I was handling companies, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, which is what people know of as now. But back then it was a very new career at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stayed there for about three years but I just, I am, so, I have so much energy, which is probably why it's good that I teach what I right. teach. But I was just like, I cannot commute to the city every day, nine to five, like be in a building. It just didn't suit my energy. And I never thought, I was always an athlete. I was starting to train at the gym I uh, mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. but I never thought I could have a career in fitness if like I didn't go to school for like kinesiology or something like that. And I was actually running at SoulCycle a lot. And when I learned, like, the managers were full-time there, I was like, I would love to manage a studio right. or do something. So then I, it just got, like, my wheels turning. I was thinking about it. I was living at home at the time. So I definitely had the financial freedom to be able to quit a salary job and go back to, like, a per-hour job. Um, and I was literally just researching every place on Long Island that was hiring. And that's when I found Pure Bar. And it was as a bartender. That's awesome. Which is like their front desk. Oh, okay. So like I was like, wait, is it like that place grit in the city with the bar? <laughs> <laughs> so I found it and I was just like, you know what? Okay. So I literally just quit my job in the city, started as a bartender there. And I would like nanny on the side and slowly work my way up to an instructor there. And then just little by little, as I was taking other classes, I found what I was passionate about teaching, what I want to do, and then my mm-hmm. resume just changed from there. Right. I really started very similarly. I went into a Pilates studio. I lived in Westchester at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I started working at a Pilates studio at the front desk. I didn't go into teaching Pilates. Yeah. I went more into, they also had like boot camp classes, and I really started in Zumba. And I'm like, so when I first like started <laughs> talking about it, I would like try to hide the fact that like I started as a Zumba instructor. That's like one thing I've never done. Like, I, I used to take dance, and I've done dance classes, right. but I am, like, such a spaz when it comes to Zumba. Right. Like, I just, I can't. I don't, I don't know. know. People love my classes, even though I'd look at myself in the mirror and be like, and I still feel this way. I'm like, I'm really not that great of a dancer. Like, I'm sure you I kind of move a little funky. <laughs> but I started off teaching Zumba classes, and I taught a lot of Zumba. And it, from there, it kind of, it grew into me really liking lifting weights. Yeah. And growing from there, you mentioned like you never thought that fitness could be like a career and it's not like a typical career. And there's a lot of people in our industry who's like families or parents would be like, well, you can't go into fitness. That's that's not a real job, but like it is a real job and it's fun, but it's also there's a serious side to it. Like you mentioned all your credentials, like we have to really know our stuff Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of fluff out there. So it's really, it really is a career. It's a fun career. You have to work really, really hard. Mm-hmm. You have to work, wake up early. Like the Talent Hack, which is this company that represents fitness professionals, they talk about us working five to nine, yeah, which is a hundred percent true. I started this morning at a six a.m. class, so I was up at five, and I will go until nine o'clock tonight. Yeah, I mean we do have gaps in between, but and we do. So, mm-hmm. Like even when people say 
oh, but you only taught two classes that day or something. It's like so much of the behind the scenes stuff. Like yeah. I'm writing programs, I'm playlisting, I'm making my next class. I'm trying to fit in everybody into my schedule, whatever it is, like 100% it's five to nine. Right. But we love it. I love you, it. You have to love it. It was the best decision I ever made to change it. Right. And like my, I remember when I was thinking about quitting and I spoke to my parents about it and my mom was just kind of, she was a little bit like, well, what are you going to do next? And my dad was just like, you're unhappy, just quit. And he's mm. an entrepreneur, so he understands like the hustle. I definitely get like a lot of my hustle from him. Like I will go no, all me day. Too. All like I, like I, who was I talking to recently? I forgot, but I was like, I've worked weekends forever as long me as too. I've known. I worked this weekend. Yeah. Like, and it's, everyone's always like working for the weekend. I'm like, yeah, just kidding. Gotta get up tomorrow. I know. But I don't, I mean, I love it. I, I love know. it too. It's like, I do work pretty much almost every single day, but I would not trade it. Like you mentioned, I have way too much energy yes. to be sitting at a desk. And when I graduated college too, I was sitting behind a desk and I was literally like pulling my hair out. Yeah. It was it was awful for yeah, me. So I, know, I feel you. You bartended. Yeah. I, I quote bartended. unquote bartended. <laughs> and yeah. the rest is history. It's not something that happens overnight, but you've obviously worked very hard to yeah, get to I where will, you are. I will say when I got that feeling, it was just that gut intuition feeling, which when I've gotten it, even when I worked at a studio and I'm like, this is mm -hmm. not a good studio for me or whatever it is. Once I get that feeling, I'm like, I got to get out. Right. And I need to make a plan to get out. And it, once I get it, it's going to be fine. And I right. know it's going to be fine. It's always worked out. And as long as you just, I don't know, I'm a very like trust your gut person. Me too. It's very interesting you talk about that because I felt that way about so many places. And mm -hmm. I'd be like, but I don't know if I can leave this yes. job because... I don't know, like, what's, it's always, like, the fear of leaving, like, what's next? Is what's next going to be worse than what's happening now? Right. But, like, I'm, thank God, I'm in, like, a really good place. I love where I work now. Yes. And I think it's so important. Like, you need to love, especially where we are, you need to love your home. Because it is energy all day, right. all night. Like, you're, yeah, you, you can't be at a place that you don't like to work. And I love the places. Right. The two studios I'm at right now, I love them. I'm just so happy. Good. And you're <laughs> right. Like, you talk about energy. Like, we as fitness instructors are there to make other people feel better. Yes. So if we are not feeling good about it, yeah. it's really important that like the people we're serving, we are their outlet. And, and like, people will know when you're faking it, when you're not happy. I know. Like when you go to a class and you're like, all right, maybe you, they, maybe they're a little off today. I don't know. Like, right. So like they, they seem, I've been to, I've been to classes where I'm like, they seem pissed and I'm like, I've had my pissy days. Yes. But now I go on the microphone. I'm like, guys, it's, it's, it's one of those days. Right. Right. <laughs> We're going to get through nice it. You can be honest in that right. sense. And you're like, all right, you know, it is one of those days. Yeah. Us ladies. <laughs> So we talked about your journey through fitness and, and the struggles. Yes. So in this world of fitness, there is a lot of body dissatisfaction and mm -hmm. fixation on what we should look like, you know, even as our participants in our classes, our clients, and then more so for ourselves. And I feel like for myself, there is still and there was a pressure to look a certain way, yeah. the way people compliment my body, which at times I will admit, guys, it does make me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, but I think people think that it's, you know, something we want, but right. you know, maybe some people do, but talk to me a little bit about that, how that's impacted you as a person, as a trainer. Well, I definitely think it's changed from when I was younger and not in, in the industry and to now being older and in it, obviously. Um, when I was younger, my term, and it's funny because I was saying, like, I just put up an Instagram post about this, and it's something I've been thinking about to put up for a long time, just 
Because I feel like so many women go through these struggles when they're younger to when right. they're older. And now I'm 30, whatever. I feel like no one ever I'm 33. I'm, I'm like, 33. I'm 30. Yeah. And I'm it's like, okay. I feel like everyone always said, like, 30s are your best. So I'm like, yeah, I feel like this is my most confident I've ever been. Right. And I'm just like, you know what? F it. I don't care. Um, but as I was younger, it was always... I have to be the skinniest, but skinny to me was like the number on my scale. Right. Skinny, skinny, skinny. I have to wear X, Y, Z, you know, size. And I'm like a, not like a big built person, but mm-hmm. I got, like, I have like a broad back. I never right. would be like a double zero. That was never my type. No. And I was always an athlete growing up, but I definitely went through tendencies through high school and through college in terms of having an eating disorder. I would mm-hmm. never say I like had I don't know. It's hard. I never would label it as one, but right. I definitely struggled with things. Right. Um, as most teenage girls yes, do. Right. Exactly. Whether it's, you know, not eating or doing something to your body and stuff. Right. And I struggled with that through college as well. Went to college my freshman year, gained the freshman 15. And I was always fit and small. And I feel like that was the first time I like gained weight. Right. And I don't even know. I guess people could tell, but I think it was much more in my head. And the person I was seeing at the time, he played a sport. So he was always act like at practice forever and I was like all right then I got to be at the gym for like x amount of hours because he's doing this and that yeah and it was like calm down just like enjoy your life it's gonna be good and things got better as I got older um and I don't know if it was just learning to be more confident with my body um and then understanding how to truly work out I feel like is where my mind shifted when I was in college I was just going and doing like the elliptical for an hour and then like doing my abs for whatever. That's and what then, I did. Yeah. And, like elliptical and abs. Right. I'm like, I'm going to be great. This is awesome. Um, but so then when I started going to this training facility, they taught me how to truly lift. Like, no, you don't need to be on the cardio machine for an hour. This is what you have to do. X, Y, Z. And I just started to be, see myself get stronger and feel more confident in my body. And then that's when I also started to change the way I ate. And again, never that I ate unhealthy, but you know, I was younger. I could eat whatever. I, you know, I used to go to like I used to go to Wendy's. I remember my order: Wendy's number five spicy chicken sandwich. That was like my thing. I, I was so big on like deli sandwiches. Like I loved delis. I could be like a hero, like no big deal. Right. Now I'm like it kills my stomach. But um, yeah, and I started to follow find the paleo lifestyle, which mm-hmm. basically was like wholesome eating. And then I feel like I got a little extreme with that. I was like, I have to eat this way and only this only way. this way, right? And now as I got older, I'm like, okay, no, if I want to have a slice of pizza or, or like a right. burger with the bun, like it's not going to kill me. Right. And it's just being be more fine. flexible yes, and 100%. listening to your body. And flexible with everything. Like going first, I feel like it was more about my weight and now then it was my eating. And now it's, I don't know, just completely different. Um, so in terms of when I worked in fitness, I feel like in the beginning, I honestly didn't think about that much. Like I just was in it and... Then it was when I started to work at bigger studios. Right. Started to do more like photo shoots and things like that. That then I felt I was doing the comparison when I was right. at things. Um, one thing is always I was like, I need to have a six pack. I probably had a six pack like once in my life. For when, like, ten, like, like for ten five, minutes yes, in the morning. And, and I remember like looking at that picture because I know exactly when it was and time in my life. On the inside, like I was literally so upset. I wasn't even working in fitness at the time. Right. I was like going through a breakup. I was dealing with like all this stuff personally. Um, and to think like that's when I had my six pack and I wasn't even happy. And then right. I'm in fitness and I'm, and I'm, I'm, people will compliment me. Same thing, like arms, you know, whatever, all that stuff. But I always, in my mind, it was like, if I don't have a six pack, 
I'm not at the level that those people are. And right. I don't know why it was like that. And it definitely was more that comparison thing. Um, and now I don't do the comparison so much anymore because I also just feel like I found internal happiness as corny right. as it is. Much not more corny than just this at ex- all. external. <laughs> yeah. Like, and as long as I'm strong and I'm working out and I'm happy with who I am and I'm happy right. going to work and I have my client, like, I don't know. I feel like it was so external in the beginning and now it's just not like that for me. Right. And well, you've also f- sounds like you've really like defined your success and your worth, like not about how you look. Yeah. Like you are very successful in your, in your training. You're very mm-hmm. knowledgeable. You've really worked hard to get yeah. where you are. So it's like, why am I going to let this yeah. quote unquote ideal body image that I may never get because genetically I don't belong there yeah. really get me feeling a certain way. And like in no means am I saying I look this way and not that way. And I'm like so grateful for my body. Right. I love my body. Like, and I feel like I can say that now or in the past, I wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. And exactly. If what I thought I needed to look like defined me as a trainer, then I wouldn't have the clients I have. I wouldn't have the job I have. Right. Like, so I feel like once you start to get older and you know, your success keeps going, you just are like, Hey, people like me for me. Mm-hmm. Not what I'm looking like, so right. You know. People value me for my knowledge and what what I do to them, not yes, what I exactly. look like. How I'm making them feel. Right. And so, as trainers, there's so much more that we define training as. Mm-hmm. And so, being that this podcast is all about strength, what does being strong mean to you? Being strong mean to me means again not just the physical; it's mm-hmm. your emotional, your mental. Just that everything in your life is going the way that you want it to go mm-hmm. and that you're choosing to be there and that you're happy the way it's there. Um, like you're confident with yourself. Maybe in the past I would have thought, okay, strong means I can squat 200 pounds or whatever it was I was squatting at right. the time because that's like a lot, but I don't, I don't know. Um, Do you even train like that anymore? Not as much as I used right. to, which is I feel like even during this quarantine and COVID, right. it's changed. Like now I'm like 45 minutes in and out. All right. I'm I know. Good. In the past, I was lifting for like an hour and a half, which like that, again, I'm so grateful. I don't know. Just everything changes as you get older. You do. But it does. I don't, I don't go and like do that as much as I used to. Right. I definitely miss the squat rack right now because I can't fit that in my apartment. Right. <laughs> I know. I have like my 88 kettlebell there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's interesting that we, that we talk about that because in like my 20s, I was like, I was like chasing like I have to deadlift, yeah. you know, x one point x times my body yes. weight, and de- mm-hmm. and I should be able to squat. Like I remember, I did CrossFit, and I defined my strength, mm-hmm. like my whole self being, by whether or not like I could squat the two hundred pounds, and like I did squat the two hundred pounds. Like I've blown my back out yeah. <laughs> so many times doing this dumb right. stuff. So what you're talking about, like confidence. Um, and defining strength outside of like the gym. Like, yes, I always say that like the strength training itself builds resiliency. It builds, helps build me as a stronger person. It shows me what my body's able to do, Yes. but it doesn't need to be these like big extremes that we think that they right. need to like, be. Right. Like I used to go and write down, okay, this is my back squat. This was this, this was that. And now I feel like I, I definitely have certain goals in mind of things I want to do. Like, I feel like pull-ups are always a big thing that everyone's trying to get better at. Even I'm trying to get better at them. So, like, that's a goal. Like, I want to hit six consecutive and whatever it is. Um, 
So I think in the past it was much more like I always thought strong, what is on that weight rack and all that. And right. now it's just feeling strong is feeling strong emotionally, mentally, yes, as well physically, but just like in every single thing you're doing in your life, just feeling, I don't know, good about it. You know, you mentioned like you, you're 30 now and like I'm 33 and some people might be listening. I was like, oh, you guys are so young. <laughs> I know. Right. Or but like, yes, we right. Are. We are. But there is truth to like. 20s versus 30s and you're and and the way that you just look at things yeah. and the way that you look at life is just so different like I used to care way too much about what other people would think about me and yeah. you mentioned you mentioned the pull-ups like I used to think that if I could not do a pull-up like I was a terrible trainer like I would never be a good trainer yes. because I couldn't do pull-ups like I still struggle with pull-ups like I do chin-ups but that's I, okay like everyone's got something to struggle with no matter I know. what like, I know whether it's like pull-ups or push-ups or deadlifting or squats like it yeah. doesn't mean you are a bit like I can't really pistol squat and I would I look at these trainers that can pistol squat I'm like oh my god oh yeah I'm um, still trying to learn I, I will <laughs> never be a good trainer because I can't pistol squat like yeah like just fire me because I can't pistol squat like maybe I am just not anatomically made yes or maybe I really need to work on my mobility but I'm also like okay not every most of the things I'm doing and everything yeah. I get to my clients is usually a functional aspect right in it like, pistol squat-wise, I'm like, that's the one thing that always frustrates me. Like, the functionality of it. I'm like, what if are... I can't do that on my one leg, why what? the heck does it matter? What am I going to do that on my leg? Like, am I right going to, like, go and pick something up off the floor and yeah. rise up with one so, leg? Like, I'd rather be strong at lifting a huge-ass kettlebell in a right. good squat. Right. Or swinging it, you know, rather than let me go back squat X amount of pounds. Right. Like, I feel like I look at, and especially the things I use now, like, I didn't really use kettlebells in the past. Right. I mean, I know you love kettlebells. I love, I love them because they're so, like... I don't need to use the heaviest weight in the world no. to get a really solid yes. workout. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like, I don't need to pound my joints and destroy my hips and my shoulders right. in order to get a really good workout. Mm -hmm. So you, we both went through that functional training. Yes. And you mentioned that you give people a lot of things that are functional. So can you tell us what functional training really is? So functional training, what you, what you want to think about is what you're doing while you're working out is mm -hmm. going to translate to your everyday life. Right. So a lot of the time it's squatch, squats, hinge, push, pull, plank, um, rotation right. or anti-rotation work as well. I love rotation work. Yes. Like, so I feel good. So, good. <laughs> so like I have a client, Allie, who I post about her all the time. Right. She's amazing. We worked together before she had a baby and then I got my pre and postnatal mm -hmm. certification. We worked with her afterwards and I mean, obviously went through that postnatal training, mm -hmm. but then a lot of the things we're doing now she translated, the reason I love her as a client is because it. she makes, she translates what we're doing to her everyday life. Right. Like if she's over pressing something that's 30 pounds, she's like, oh, this is how much like my son weighs. It's like I'm holding him or something like right. that. Right. So things you have to think of. A farmer's carry, it's like you're holding groceries. Right. Like, you're not just going to do, like I said, I would never program a client to do like a pistol squat because that's just not something that to me finds functionality. A forward lunge does. Um, right. A split squat does, again, like kettlebell swing, anything like that. step up, things like yes, that. Yes, step up. I love weighted step ups. Those yeah. never get easy. It's so funny. I, I programmed those, and I remember, like, one client, I programmed them, they were like, this is really boring. I'm like, I don't care. They're really good for you. Oh, I know no. it's really boring. And I literally <laughs> say to my client, well, because I keep track of, like, what they're lifting, and, you know, one week they're going to use whatever kettlebell it is, and two weeks later, and then I'll be like, remember the last time you were using this? And then I feel like it clicks in them that they're like, okay, even though we're doing the same thing, I am getting stronger. Right. And I feel like to them, to clients, we, especially when I'm teaching, I always feel like, 
oh my god, they know I've done this a million times. So I know. I have no idea. But you know what? I think I think about that too when I'm programming. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Reinvent the work yes, the wheel? And or you don't have to. And I don't have to go on Instagram and look at something that's not functional at yeah. all. And you know what me and one of my, my friends, we always send each other like these workouts back and forth. She's like, what is this working? Yeah. What is this doing? Yes. What are they doing? And I'm just like, do I need to reinvent the world and keep it, keep it sexy and no. cool? Like, no, we can take the traditional things. You can yeah. add, like always say, like I'm adding a little spice yes, to exactly. it. Like, like if you want to add a band in a certain point or, you know, say you want to combine two moves together. Like right. I definitely am not saying like every single move I'm like, it needs to, Translate. Yes. It can be fun. But if my clients are like, hey, why am I doing this? I'm going to say, you're like, there has to be a why between every move right. you're doing. And why you're making them do that. And the sequence and, and all that stuff. So, I yeah, agree. It's, it's to help them for the longevity of their right. life. I think that what that's what really makes a good trainer a good trainer is being able to tell people, and I always learn this, being able to tell people why. When I first oh, started yes. being a trainer, always I was just why. like, What's I was just why? like, okay, <laughs> I need to have the why behind it. But like, we really learn over time. And it makes you really why? think why you're doing right. it. Like, it, it challenges you as well. Right. Is it like to build strength? Is it to be functional? So like, you can carry your 30 pound kid around when they're crying and you, they don't, like I have nieces and nephews and I know you do too. Right. So I'm like, they do not want to be put on the floor. Yeah. So I'm like, we're doing a goblet hold mm -hmm. for when you have to hold your child and they're screaming and crying Yeah. No, <laughs> and we're marching. Like today I did marching goblet hold. So if you'd ever do a marching goblet <laughs> hold with me, you're this is what you're holding your child and you're walking around with them. Mm -hmm. And this is our functional training. Like that is, right. I feel like when also you put that into people's mind when they're in your class or you're training with right. them, then they understand it more. They get why right. they're doing it more. It's funny. I get people a lot that say to me, um, Oh, now, like, when I'm holding my kid, like, I make sure, like, I brace my core. I yes. tuck my hips in. My rib cage is or, like, down. Or, when they bend down to pick something up, I'm thinking, like, let me not just round my back. Like, right. Let me actually bend down and, and pick it up. Squat down and pick up the child. <laughs> it's funny, like, the way that we, like, try to change people's lives and just change their perspectives about things. Because a lot of people come into fitness because they want to lose weight. Like, that's pretty much most of the reason why people come in. Not everyone. It may not be their number one reason, but a lot of people come because they're like, I want to lose weight. I need to burn calories. And we're so in this, like, burn calories, eat less, move more yes. mentality. But really, what we we haven't even mentioned calories or fat burning or right. anything <laughs> at all. We talked about how what we do changes your life and makes you, like, a better, more functional human, which is really what our whole perspective is. Like, right. If someone loses weight, awesome. But I care more that, like, you're going to be able to go to Trader Joe's yes. with two heavy bags and maybe, like, a third one around here. And then you're going to be able to walk to your car and put them away. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what 100%. I care about. I care that you're going to be able to pick your kid up off the floor and not blow your back out. Yeah. Like, that's what I really care about. And that's why I always tell my clients because, I mean, sometimes they'll we'll talk about, like, my passive training and all yeah. that stuff. And I'll say, when I started training... Like, the number on the scale, I don't think my number on the scale has changed in a lot, I don't know, a few years. Right. And I don't really look at the scale so much anymore, but, like, how my clothes fit me, how I'm feeling, my right. definition, that has changed. So right. I say that to them a lot. Like, exactly. I have some clients that are like, I want to get to this weight. This is the goal. And others where they always just want to get stronger. They want to get right. leaner. So I'll, it's more that we discuss, like, do you feel better? You're lifting heavier now. Right. So I go in more terms of that. Right. Rather than, okay, weigh yourself this weekend. I'm the same way, whether it's in, like, my nutrition or, or fitness practice. And I've been working with this woman for a long time who really, like, struggled with, like, did a lot of those, like, crash diets where you just eat the... 
the drinks and the bars. I know they kill me too. Oh my god! Oh my god! It really. I could talk about it. Like it like breaks my heart because people are sold that and they really you know really feel that that's what they need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she struggled a lot with that, and she was just like, you know what? Forget it. I don't even want to focus on that. I just want to get strong. She's doing like six push-ups in a row now. Like. She looks like, I'm like, you have, like, you don't, may have not thought you lost weight, but, like, I've been working with you for a year, and mm-hmm. you, like, you look different. I also tell them to take pictures. Even right. if, sometimes I take the pictures, or I'll show them the angles. I'm like, you don't even have to, because everyone's different. Like, right. some people want you to have the pictures and whatnot. Some people want to have them on their own. I'm like, take picture now, and in, and every three months, we'll take a picture again. I'm like, because that is also when you really see mm-hmm. the change. I feel right. like when they're just walking around all day, they won't feel it. And right. then they'll see something, they're like, wow. Or when someone compliments and they're like, right. oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. And so, like, we're always the last people to see change. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyone who's changed anyway, whether it's, like, mentally, emotionally, physically, like, we're always the last people to really see the yeah. change. I feel like when I go to my parents and my mom gives me a compliment, I'm always like, okay, it's, it's working. It's working. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> I'm doing here is working. Yeah. <laughs> so, as someone who, you know, wasn't, I, and I'm the same way, I wasn't always in fitness and mm. never thought it was a career and never, you know, thought that I can make a whole like living off of it, like and a life off of it. What advice would you give to someone who might be wanting to get into fitness and might be like straight on that fence of like, am I really going to be able to make this a career? How am I going to fit this in? Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them? I would say first know that it takes time. Oh yeah. When I quit my job, I think I was 23, 24, I'm 30 now. Mm -hmm. And this is six years of like we said, that five to nine, working the weekends, working the front desk, and then going to nanny somewhere, and then maybe teach a class at night. Like, it didn't just come overnight that I had no. a full schedule and full clients. I started with my first client, Mindy, my private clients, like, two years ago, and now it's grown to ten right. over two years, but it's not like I just got ten out of nowhere. It takes time. It takes work. You're always going to constantly be learning. Even yes. if, like, the... CFSC, they have a level two. I want to take level two, especially right. actually that now it's virtual, which is great. Yeah. Um, but I'm always going to be taking certification. Me too. Like even when I'm I love be, it. I mean, I hope to be uh, in this business till I'm like 60, 70. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm always going to want to learn, whether it's I go to another instructor's class and I learn a new cue or a different way to teach. Like, I learned so much doing that. So much. And so just to know it takes time. And then as long as you work hard and you have that patience, in time it's just going to work out for right. yourself. Like, right. and you need to know. You're never going to know everything. Yes, I was going to say, like, you can't go in knowing everything. And no. Even if, even I've been teaching bar for five years at this point, I still get nervous every t- class I teach. Right. Not because, I don't know, first of all, I feel like you should be nervous no matter what, in a sense. Right. you just want to do great. But again, every training I do through Pure Bar or take another instructor's class, I'm like, ooh, I love the way she said that. Or, oh, I never thought to do that move. Or right. whatever it is. Um. So I think just it takes time, have patience, and know that you're always going to be learning, no right. matter how no long matter you're what. In business. I like still. I'm always like I need to know something else. I also really yes. want to do CFSC level two. Yeah. Right now I'm gonna do. Um, I don't know if you know who John Rusin is. No. He's like um he's a physical therapist, but he okay. has a training, it's called the pain-free performance specialist training. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing that in October, which I'm super excited. It's in person. I'm like, I can't do anything else. I know. I I can't do another thing online (laughs) right now, but I'm going to be doing that in person. So it's like, I love just every time I do a new training, I just learn a different 
perspective and yes. just a different way to look at things, which I really, I just love. I just, and yeah. like you mentioned, going to other people's classes, I really need to take your class. Because I like, I want to. I don't think I've ever taken your class either. No, I don't think we've I taken it. Okay. Fun, I forgot if I remember, can't remember his class. You need to come and yeah. then I need to come to yours. But what was funny was when I was teaching the beach class and I needed someone to sub, I right. was like, Oh, I'm going to text her because, again, we have the same, yeah. like, ideology and the way we train. So I was like, oh, she's going to be great. Even though I've never <laughs> taken your class. I just yeah, know. I adjusted you. I was like, oh, she's going to be great. I just know we're similar. And it's interesting because I don't teach bar or Pilates or yeah. anything like that. But we had um, a bar instructor at our studio, Donatella, and I learned so much from her and taking her classes yeah. and the cueing. Your guys' cueing is it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Like, I really learned how to teach someone how to engage their core. Mm -hmm from taking those kinds of classes. And that's what I will say, that's why I love the background of everything I've done. And, you know, people could be fully strength training, fully bar, fully applied, whatever it is, but I just, again, with my energy, I feel like I just have all different things I like to do. Right. But everything helps. All the certifications I've had, all the training helps in every single thing I, I teach. Yeah. Even my private clients. Um, even when I'm teaching Pilates, when I'm teaching bar, everything comes together. And again, just makes me a better trainer and also makes me want to learn more. Right. Like the next thing I also want to do, like the CSCS is something I've been looking at. I know. Corrective. I've been, I've been like, um, studying for that I heard on, it's a long time. on and off, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but we're going to be in the industry until we're in our sixties. Yeah, so so we, really got time. we have time. But yeah, I would like to do something along that, um, with corrective exercise or, some type of like mobility work. That's right. going to be like the next thing I want to work. I did. I did the, sure. I did the functional range conditioning yes. one, which I, on I learned, I learned a lot from as well. So yeah. functional training, mobility, super, super it important. It all does. So Diana, can you tell us where we can find you? Yes. So my Instagram is Di Falzerano. So it's, I'm going to spell it out. Spell it. My last I'll name. put it in the show notes too. Yeah. So it's D-I-F-A-L-Z-A-R-A-N-O. And then my website is dynamicfitness.org. Um, so D-Y with the dynamic fitness, which I'm sure you'll put in the show notes too. Yep. And then I teach at Corn Co. in Rockville Center, Pure Bar in Manhasset. And then any inquiries about private training is all on my website or you could message me on Instagram. Um, and yeah, we're gonna I think it, that. I think it's really important to have trainers who really like, and I, you, I, you know, I don't, like I said, I've never taken your class, but I know you as a person, as a yeah. trainer, really pay attention to their clients oh, yes. and really like listen to them and watch them and make sure what they're doing is right, which is super important yeah. versus doing like a hundred burpees and I sweating. When your sister came to my class. I didn't even know she was your sister. She loves you. And then she texted you like, it wasn't a show. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going in to teach a good class to make yes. sure your form's right and to make sure that you're, you're doing it right. And that's time. why she loves you. And that's yeah. why people, and that's why you're She's successful. Awesome. You guys are so. awesome. You are also. So, Diana, thank you so much for your time and coming on here. It's been a pleasure. And it's so cool to, like, learn about someone else, which is why yeah. I love doing this. I'm so happy we did this. So, thank you. You're welcome. Someone who, you know, wasn't, I, and I'm the same way. I wasn't always in fitness and mm. never thought it was a career and never, you know, thought that I can make a whole, like, living off of it, like, yes. and a life off of it. What advice would you give to someone who might be wanting to get into fitness and might be like straight on that fence of like, am I really going to be able to make this a career? How am I going to fit this in? Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them? I would say first know that it takes time. Oh yeah. When I quit my job, I think I was 23, 24, I'm 30 now. Mm -hmm. And this is six years of, like we said, that five to nine 
working the weekends, working the front desk, and then going to nanny somewhere, and then maybe teach a class at night. Like, it didn't just come overnight that I had no. a full schedule and full clients. I started with my first client, Mindy, my private clients, like, two years ago, and now it's grown to 10 right. over two years, but it's not like I just got 10 out of nowhere. It takes time. It takes work. You're always going to constantly be learning. Even yes. if, like, the... CFSC, they have a level two. I want to take level two, especially right. actually that now it's virtual, which is great. Yes. Um, but I'm always going to be taking certification. Me too. Like even when I'm I love be, it. I mean, I hope to be uh, in this business till I'm like 60, 70. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm always going to want to learn, whether it's I go to another instructor's class and I learn a new cue or a different way to teach. Like, I learned so much doing that. So much. And so just to know it takes time. And then as long as you work hard and you have that patience, in time it's just going to work out for right. yourself. Like, right. and you need to know. You're never going to know everything. Yes, I was going to say, like, you can't go in knowing everything. And no. Even if, even I've been teaching bar for five years at this point, I still get nervous every t class I teach. Right. Not because, I don't know, first of all, I feel like you should be nervous no matter what, in a sense. Right. you just want to do great. But again, every training I do through Pure Bar or take another instructor's class, I'm like, ooh, I love the way she said that. Or, oh, I never thought to do that move. Or right. whatever it is. Um. So I think just it takes time, have patience, and know that you're always going to be learning, no right. matter how no long matter you're what. In business. I like still. I'm always like I need to know something else. I also really yes. want to do CFSC level two. Yeah. Right now I'm gonna do. Um, I don't know if you know who John Rusin is. No. He's like um he's a physical therapist, but he okay. has a training. It's called the pain free performance specialist training. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing that in October, which okay. I'm super excited. It's in person. I'm like, I can't do anything else. I know. I, know. I can't do another thing online <laughs> right now, but I'm going to be doing that in person. So it's like, I love just every time I do a new training, I just learn a different perspective and yes. just a different way to look at things, which I really, I just love. I just, and yeah. like you mentioned, going to other people's classes, I really need to take your class because I like I want to, Class no, I don't think we've I taken it. Okay. But I, I forgot about, I can't class. You need to come and then yeah. I need to come to yours. But what was funny was when I was teaching the beach class and I needed someone to sub, I right. was like, oh, I'm going to text her because, again, we have the same yeah. like, ideology and the way we train. So I was like, oh, she's going to be great. Even though I've never <laughs> taken your class, I just yeah, know. I, just, you know, I was like, oh, she's going to be great. I just know we're similar. And it's interesting because I don't teach bar or Pilates or yeah. anything like that. But we had um, a bar instructor at our studio, Donatella, and I learned so much from her and taking her classes yeah. and the queuing. Your guys' queuing is it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Like, I really learned how to teach someone how to engage their core mm -hmm. from taking those kinds of classes. And that's what I will say. That's why I love the background of everything I've done. And, you know, people could be fully strength training, fully bar, fully applies, whatever it is. But I just, again, with my energy, I feel like I just have all different things I like to do. Right. But everything helps all the certifications I've had, all the training helps in every single thing I, I teach. Yeah. Even my private clients. Um, even when I'm teaching Pilates, when I'm teaching bar, everything comes together. And again, just makes me a better trainer and also makes me want to learn more. Right. Like the next thing I also want to do, like the CSCS is something I've been looking at. I know. Corrected. I've been, I've been like, um, studying for that I heard on, it's a long time. on and off, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but we're going to be in the industry until we're in our sixties. Yeah, so so we, really got time. we have time. But yeah, I would like to do something along that, um, with corrective exercise or some type of like mobility work. That's right. going to be like the next thing I want to work. I did. I did the, sure. I did the functional range conditioning yes, one, which I, on I learned, I learned a lot from as well. So yeah. functional training, Mobility, super, super important. 
It all does. So, Diana, can you tell us where we can find you? Yes. So my Instagram is Di Falzerano. So it's, I'm going to spell it out. Spell it. My last I'll name. put it in the show notes, too. Yeah. So it's D-I-F-A-L-Z-A-R-A-N-O. And then my website is dynamicfitness.org. Um, so D-Y with the Dynamic Fitness, which I'm sure you'll put in the show notes yep. too. And then I teach at Corn Co. in Rockville Center, Pure Bar in Manhasset. And then any inquiries about private training is all on my website. Or you could message me on Instagram. Um, and yeah, we're gonna I think it. That. I think it's really important to have trainers who really like, and I, you, I, you know, I don't, like I said, I've never taken your class, but I know you as a person, as a yeah. trainer, really pay attention to their clients oh, yes. and really like listen to them and watch them and make sure what they're doing is right, which is super important yeah. versus doing like a hundred burpees and I sweating. When your sister came to my class. I didn't even know she was your sister. She loves you. And then she texted you like, it wasn't a show. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going in to teach a good class to make yes. sure your form's right and to make sure that you're, you're doing it right. And that's time. why she loves you. And that's yeah. why people, and that's why you're She's successful. Awesome. You guys are so. awesome. Are also so, Diana. Thank you so much for your time and coming on here. It's been a pleasure, and it's so cool to like learn about someone else, which is why I love doing this. So happy we did this. So thank you. You're welcome. So guys, thank you again so much for tuning in to episode five of Strengthen. I hope you were able to learn and get something out of this. If you have any questions about anything discussed in today's episode, please feel free to send me a DM at nutrition by Gabby on Instagram. You can also send me an email at nutritionbygabby at gmail.com. If you're interested in learning more about how to work with me, you can totally send me an email there or a DM at the same place on Instagram. If you love what you heard and like what you continue to hear, please do me a huge favor and go onto Apple iTunes and leave a five-star review. That would be great. You guys know I'm all about a shameless plug for myself, but I would really appreciate any feedback you got on iTunes or into my DM again. Guys, we will be back here next week. If you have not listened to the first four episodes, please go. I have two other guests on this podcast so far. This is my third. I will have another amazing guest next week and we will be talking about intuitive eating and health at every size with one of my good colleagues from grad school. Until then, my friends, stay strong.